So storms are something we all go through, and I've been reading about different ones. And uh, there's three types of storms that we might go through in our Christian lives, okay? Storms that perfect us, those storms that are there to make us more like Jesus, who sh- that shape our character and transform us into being more like Jesus. There are storms to protect us. And I thought that was a really interesting thought. There's storms that actually protect us. And there are storms that correct us and put us back on track when we're going off track a bit. And this morning, I just want to have a look at these three storms. And I don't want us this morning to feel necessarily downhearted and feeling like, oh, I'm going through a storm and this is really difficult. We know the pain is real and we know it can be really, really hard when we're in the middle of the storm. But I want to, what I want us to try and ask ourselves the question this morning is, what is God teaching me as I go through this storm? What is God trying to do in me as I go through this storm and maybe even come to a place where we can be thankful that God has got good plans for our lives and actually this storm, God is doing something in us for our good if we could get to that place this morning. Storms that perfect us or change us to be more like Jesus are the storms that are probably the most common in our lives. Okay, those are the ones that we face often in our lives. As we were um, talking this morning before the service, we kind of chatted about the little things in life throughout the week that we have to face. You know, there's all those little challenges that we have in life. And then there's some that are big things. Okay, so the storms in life that come to change us or perfect us are those things that come up regularly. They come up quite common. And these storms come as a result of our relationship with Jesus. God has a work that he wants each one of us to do. God has a plan for your life today. Every one of us sitting here, God has a plan and he has a purpose for our lives. He has something that he wants us to do. And he knows the outcome or the result that he wants to come from the storms in our lives. 2 Corinthians in the Bible, verse chapter 4, verse 17 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. These perfecting storms or storms that are there to perfect us and to make us more like Jesus. When we're in the middle of them, God is at work in us. God is working in us and doing something in us. Sometimes we can see it. Sometimes we know it. You know, sometimes I think to myself, I wish I was more patient. And I ask someone to say, pray with me for more patience. And then the next day, Monday morning, you know, something comes and it really challenges my patience. And I know actually that little storm or or that little hiccup is because God's doing something in me. He's helping me to use the thing that I've asked him for. Sometimes we can see and sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes we just have no idea why it is happening to us. Sometimes God simply wants to shape us into the likeness of Jesus. He's changing and transforming our characters. And quite honestly, this morning, I'm going to be honest and say there are lots of storms that we go through in life that we simply can't explain. I can't say to you that is why this has happened or why you're going through it. There's things that we cannot explain why we go through them. And it won't be until maybe we get to heaven and eternity that we look back and think, actually, God's plan, that was the God's plan for my life. 
that was the reason I had to go through that. And I can see that he was working things together for good. We can't control a storm. There's no way we can say, oh, yeah, I want a good week this week, so I'm not going to have any difficulties, any trials, any troubles this week. We can't control it. We can't decide when something's going to start and when something's going to stop. But what we can do is decide how we're going to react to that storm, to that challenge. How am I going to react? I can make the choice and the decision how to react to that difficulty. I love the fact that I have so many different conversations with so many different people throughout the week. And um, all of them are inspiring. And I'm always humbled by the things that people go through and the challenges that people go through. And yet they have so much strength and courage. And they might not even know God, yet I can see God's strength and courage working in them. It's just amazing. And I was chatting to someone this week. And um, she was delighted. She just had her first grandchild. And uh, you can imagine the granny moment, okay, gushing over their grandchild and was delighted telling me about their grandchild and how wonderful their grandchild was and uh, all the things a grandchild had done and how much joy it was bringing to them and uh, changing their family's life. And after about 20 minutes of this, telling me when the baby was born and how delighted they were with it, she just put a line in the end and she just said to me, my grandchild has been born with a challenging disability that's going to be life-changing and we don't know how much time we're going to have with my grandchild. Now, she had gushed about that grandchild and I would never have known And she was still saying the wonderful difference that that child was making to their lives and the joy that they were bringing to them. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's a choice. She didn't once moan or complain or talk about being unfair. She simply was delighted that this new little baby had come into their lives. It's a choice how we react to the storm. You know, perfecting storms, storms that change us into the likeness of Jesus. They seem to be random. You know, we don't know when they're going to come, when they're going to pop up, where they're going to be in our lives. But they never are random. They never are random because we know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So if you're in the middle of facing a difficult situation right now, if you're in the middle of a storm right now, if you're in the middle of a perfecting storm, something that when God's going to change us, you use it for his glory, just remember that it won't last forever. It won't last forever. Storms have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It won't last forever. Something good will come out of it. And the Bible tells us, it promises us, that there will be immeasurably more good, more good when we get to the other side than when we started. The second kind of storm we might face now, so that's, first of all, our perfecting storm, a storms that change us into the likeness of, and character of Jesus. The second one is a protecting storm. And that seems a really strange thing to say, that a storm can protect us, because it always feels like a storm is something that's ominous. You know, it brings danger with it. You know, I'm always 
excited by a physical storm in the weather. You know that. I love a good thunder and lightning. I love it. I love to sit there and watch the lightning and hear the thunder. It's fantastic. And the rain and the wind. I know, look at you. You're going, what? Um, but it's fantastic. And um, a few... Um, a couple of years ago, we were down in France sitting in our garden and um, it was really warm and we were really enjoying just food and eating and it was boiling hot and baking. All of a sudden, in the space of five minutes, we saw the darkness coming over the horizon. Okay, And literally within five minutes, it completely changed and the thunder was like just deafening and the lightning was just cracking. It was fantastic. And then we'd gone over and we were back outside again, finishing off our barbecue. It just came and went. It's like, it feels like that with a storm, doesn't it? It feels like it's on the horizon and it's there kind of coming and we kind of sense it. And there's, an, there's something that is going to be dangerous, but actually there are protecting storms. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus fed 5,000 people. Okay, he fed these 5,000 people from five loaves and two fish from a little boy's packed lunch. Okay, he did this miracle where he fed all of these people. And uh, it was a really exciting time to be around Jesus. Okay, it was a really exciting time. People wanted to gather around Jesus and see what he was going to do because he was doing miracles and it was exciting and people wanted to be there. But it was as though that storm was on the horizon. There was trouble brewing. There was something coming on the horizon. It says in John 6, verse 15, Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. You know, what the storm was was coming was that these people, they were gathering around Jesus and they were saying, we want you to be our king. You need to be our king. We like what we see. We're seeing you raise people from the dead. We're seeing healings. Now you've fed us lunch. That's even better. Okay, that's probably the greatest thing you've done. We want you to be king. And it didn't matter if Jesus wanted to or not. They were going to force it. They wanted Jesus to be king. So Jesus responded and he told his disciples, his friends, go off into the boat, get in a boat and sail off. Okay, so it sounds like a bit of a strange response. So why did he do this? Jesus sent his disciples and his friends off away from the crowds because he knew that the crowds would destroy them. He knew that they would destroy them. This decision to force Jesus to be king that they wanted to do would destroy them. More than once in the Bible, we read that disciples argued amongst themselves as to who was the greatest. They argued about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. This bunch of guys had come from very humble beginnings, okay? They're very humble beginnings. And if this had happened, it would have been like a rags to riches story, okay? And they wouldn't have coped. They'd have gone from being outcasts and on the fringe of society to suddenly having power and influence, They wouldn't have coped with it. It's kind of like those stories. You know, when you hear stories of like people um, buying a random lottery ticket and suddenly overnight they win the Euro millions, okay? And they have so much money. And for a couple of months or a couple of years, probably, they go on these amazing spending sprees and they have fantastic houses and cars and boats and go on cruises and all the sorts of things. And then just you know, after a while, the money runs out, everything's gone, it disappears. And then you hear these stories of people, actually, they're in a worse off state than when before they had ever won that money. Jesus knew with these guys that that kind of status and power for them would have destroyed these men. 
it would have destroyed them. So for their own protection, Jesus wanted to get them out of that situation as fast as possible. And he sent them off into this boat. So they went off into the boat and they hit a storm. Jesus didn't send them into the storm so that they'd drown. Okay, go off, off you go. Let's see how you survive. He didn't do it for that. He It was a protecting storm. He was protecting them from something worse that could have happened to them. They were afraid. They were scared in the middle of that storm. But that's exactly what these disciples needed because Jesus was protecting them. And sometimes these storms in our lives that come are because they are actually protecting us from something much worse that could have happened to us. I don't know if you've ever had a situation you thought that was really bad, but if that had happened, that would have been far worse. You know, there's a whole book about, you know, people who in the time of 9-11, you know, really tragic, sad time, people who had been late for work had gone, gotten their keys and then they'd missed it and it's just miraculous that they hadn't got injured that day. You know, and in that moment, I'm sure they were moaning, if I've left my keys at home again and had to go and get them. But oh, amazing. There's these times in our lives when we think that actually we're going through a storm. and It's causing us great difficulty, but maybe God's protecting us from something much worse. That might be difficult for us to get our heads around, particularly if we're in the middle of a storm right now. It doesn't feel that way. But, you know, it is possible that difficulty can be better than success. It can be possible. I'll tell you a story. I'm going to tell you, take me right back to 11-year-old me, okay, when I was in year six at school. Um, for those of you who are teenagers, that was top juniors then, I think. Um, it wasn't, was it, what year, what, was it top juniors? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, not year six, I'm so old. Um, and if, and remember back to that, and I was 11, and we were doing our 11 plus, Remember that with the grammar school and the high schools? It all seems a big blur now of mess that's going on. But um, there was a time when we had 11 plus and grammar school and high schools. No, we didn't have high schools. We had secondary schools. And uh, I remember sitting in the 11 plus when I was 11. And I was quite happy. I didn't really mind where I went. Really quite chilled about which school I went to. And um, until we got the results. Okay. And my best friend who'd sat next to me forever who had copied my work for the last, like, I don't know, four years, went to grammar school and I went to bow camp. And I remember thinking, how did that happen? Even as an 11-year-old, I felt that injustice. I felt that it was unfair because she had literally copied nearly everything that I had done. And I remember thinking at the time, like, this is, how can this be right? But you know what? If I had gone through to the grammar school, it, not that I've, grammar school's brilliant school, but it wasn't the place I should have been. God knew that, you know. God knew that because I, it has shaped me. Not only were my bow camp days some of the happiest days of my education because it was such a family and a community school, but actually the people that I meet today, God was shaping my ministry right back then when I was 11 years old because so many people that I work with and meet today say, oh yeah, do you remember that teacher? And we were at school together and this, and it happens time and time and time again to me. And I actually can see God's hand in that. And although it felt like a storm, even when I was 11, sometimes difficulty is better than success. Because there's things that we learn through those difficulties that we would never learn otherwise. God works in an upside down kingdom. That's how he works. 
It's an upside-down kingdom. And it's important to remember as well that the one who stirs up the storm is also the one who's the hiding place in the storm. He's our uh, safe place. He's the one who looks after. He's our protector during the storm. Sometimes the things we actually dread most in life are the things that are best for us. You know, again, I remember being at Bow Camp and them saying you have to um, do, I can't remember what it's called now. There was like a, a presentation that you had to do um, and speak in front of people. And they said, you're doing it. You've got to do it. And I remember saying, I no way that I'm going to do that. Do you remember it, Jordan? What's it called? ESB, that's the thing, English speaking, but ESB. And you used to have to speak in front of people. And they like sent me up there, almost shoving me up there. And I would be like a big blur mess, you know. Um, and then that was the best thing for me because it gave me confidence to speak in front of other people. So sometimes the things that we dread are actually the things that are good for us. God sometimes allows disasters in our life to reveal his power and to reveal who he really is to us. Sometimes it takes that for us to really know God's power in our lives. The most encouraging thing for us to know today is that we're never alone in the storm, that God is right there with us. He sees us in that storm and nothing escapes his attention. What was he doing? What was Jesus doing all the time that the disciples were in that storm, out in that boat? He was watching them. He was praying for them. And he does the same for you. Each one of us here today, if we're in a storm, Jesus is watching you. He's praying for you. Jesus himself is praying to God the Father for you on your behalf. And that's an awesome thought. And finally, this morning, there are correcting storms, storms that correct us, put us back on track, put us back on the right path. Do you remember the story of Jonah? Okay, we learned that as children. Jonah and the whale got swallowed by a whale. Did you see on the BBC recently that lobster diver? I was really fascinated by that. Did you see that lobster diver who was diving down for lobsters and he actually got swallowed by a whale? And he realized suddenly he was in the pits of the whale and then he got spat out. And I thought, wow, it can happen. Um, so, um, the, yeah, that was on the BBC. So God called Jonah to Nineveh. Okay. And Jonah, he just sort of jumped on a boat and went the other way. He thought, I'll do my own thing. I'm not going to listen to God. I'm going to go my own way. And the Bible says that God stirred up a violent storm. Okay, so violent that these experienced sailors, they were absolutely terrified. They were petrified. They all started crying out to their own gods and saying, you know, save us, save us. We're going to go down here. And then they realized that the storm was caused by disobedience. It was Jonah's disobedience. And so they threw him overboard. Okay, they just chucked him over the side of the boat. This storm came out of disobedience. And storms that kind of are there to get us back on track or to correct us are come out of our own actions. Okay, they come out of our own actions, our own mistakes, things that we do. We do something and we know we shouldn't really. And eventually it catches up with us. And then there's consequences. These storms are sadly the ones that usually people come to us and say, it's not fair. These are usually the ones that people say, I don't understand why I'm going through this. What's happened? Put simply, it's usually because something that we've done 
a mistake that we've made, something that we've done. And if you're in one of these storms at the moment because of weeks and months and years of doing something wrong and finally it's caught up with you, I want to remind you of something today. Okay, I want to remind you of this. Storms that correct us and put us back on track are a reminder of how much God loves us. It's not because he's disciplining us. It's because he loves us. He loves us so much. If God didn't love Jonah, he wouldn't have sent a storm. Correcting storms are because he loves us. Because God had a plan for Jonah's life. He had a job for Jonah to do, and he has a plan and a purpose for each one of us too. And he loves each one of us. And God loves you this morning. And he wants you to get back on track with him. Storms come in our lives. They're inevitable. They're going to happen. We're going to go through tough times. Listen to this little cheery verse in Acts 14, verse 22. Through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. We don't tell people that when they come to know Jesus, do we? Wouldn't it be easier if it said, through continual happiness, we must enter the kingdom of God? That's not what we're promised. Trials come. Difficulties come. It's tough. So what do we do? How do we cope? What do we do to protect ourselves in these storms? What's our greatest defense? Well, Jesus once told this story. He told a story about two men who went out to build a house. And one of these men built their house on a firm foundation on the rock. And the other man built it on sand, on shifting sand. Now, they probably built at the same time. They probably maybe built with the same plans, but they chose different things to build on. One of the builders on rock, one of them on shifting sand. And the storms came and it hit both houses. It hit both houses. And the house that was built on the sand had a weak foundation and collapsed. And the house that was built on the rock stood firm. It stood firm. And the obvious thing that we can learn from this story this morning in what Jesus says is that we build our life on a firm foundation. If we build our life on God's word, on God's promises and on prayer, then we will remain strong. But I think there's something also here that we miss. The storm hit both houses. It didn't just hit one house. It hit both houses. The wind beat, the rain poured down on both houses. The man who chose to build his house wisely with a firm foundation, it stood strong. But the foolish man on shifting sand who didn't make plans for the future lost it all. Do you know good things will happen in our lives whether we know Jesus or not? Good things will happen. Good things will happen. But bad things will happen too whether we know Jesus or not. Tragedies will come, difficulties will come, storms will come. Every single life that is in this room or anywhere will have its fair share of pain. It will have pain and difficulty. But knowing God means that when the worst tragedies hit, when the worst difficulties hit, we know we have the promise that God is bringing good out of the difficult situation, that he's with us. He doesn't let us go. I was chatting to someone this week and they said, I don't know why bad things happen to us. 
I don't know why. And the honest truth is, I don't know why either. I don't know why either bad things always seem to happen to us. But there's one thing that I can be really sure of, is that I would rather go through the tragedy and the difficulty and the bad stuff knowing that God is with me and knowing that I have that certainty and that hope and a God and a Jesus who's praying for me than to go without that hope and without that security. Why is it that some people seem to sail through life with no pain? Some people just seem to, 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 you know, miss it all. Maybe they're not living really. Maybe they're not really going through. Well, I don't know why, but I do know this, that there's more to this life than what we see here on earth. There's more to life than what we're just experiencing here on earth. There is eternity. And for those of us that don't know Jesus, then this is as good as it gets. This is the best that we'll ever have. But those of us who've put our trust in Jesus, this is the worst it's ever going to be. The best is yet to come when we have our hope in Jesus. If we're building our lives on that firm foundation, the best is yet to come. This is the worst bit that we're in right now. And the best is yet to come. So don't run from God. Let's run to him. Let's run to him. He loves us. He loves you. He loves you as an individual here this morning. He loves you. And his plans for you are good. They are good plans. No matter how hopeless and terrible things seem at the moment, however much of a mess it seems at the moment, God's plans are good for you. Better than the plans that we could ever have made for ourselves. God loves us and he's with us.